it's a pretty convoluted issue when you start talking about the Joint Commission on Administrative Rules, but uh, I think that people do need to know exactly what this body is and the types of things they take up. Uh, we talked earlier this hour about uh, the double mask proposal. Uh, and the governor saying that he's not moving forward with that. But we do have a mask mandate, a single mask mandate. Uh, face covering has to be worn at businesses. And if the business doesn't mandate you put that mask on, they could face a fine. And that was all done by the Joint Commission on Administrative Rules not blocking the governor's mask mandate. Uh, of course, that has a temporary effect, but there are other things that JCAR could take up that could have a long-term effect. And one thing that they could take up is this idea that the Illinois State Board of Education put forward about culturally responsive learning and teaching. Uh, and some of the details on that now, we're being joined with WirePoint's President Ted Dabrowski on the WMAY Morning News Feed. Ted, you guys typically look at you know financial stuff and then being a watchdog of sorts for government finance transparency and what. Not. Um, how come you guys are speaking out about this? Well, you know, it's, it's important. This is a, a free speech issue for one, but number two is, you know, we, we're we're losing lots of people in Illinois, right? Our, our population has is, is shrunk more than any other state uh, since 2010 in the country, and so this is just another reason to chase people out of the state. So uh, we're speaking up where we see things that are that are not fair, uh, where maybe they're unconstitutional, and certainly. Uh, it'll hurt the learning of our kids, and that's that's critical to having a, a great state that grows and, and, and that's prosperous. So let's get into some of the details here, because when you hear culturally responsive learning and teaching, ultimately these are going to be guidelines for teachers and what kind of environment they are having in their classroom. What are some well, of those guidelines that are laid out in there? Well, yeah, but it's more than guidelines, Greg. It's, it's These are uh, teaching standards, and, and to get certified – uh, these are the kind of things that that, that uh, teachers will have to meet. Otherwise, uh, so it's really a political litmus test. So, you know, what it is is the standards that that uh, teachers are required to meet uh, in order to get certified. And they have a lot of rules in there that make sense, right? Know who your know who your kids are that you're teaching. You have to know yourself. You have to be self reflective uh, when you take into account uh, the, the learning experiences of kids in, in your classroom. And, and all that we would all agree to. But then what happens is the teaching standards get into uh, it's political, and it gets to systems of oppression, and and starts talking about the dominant culture, and it really gets into identity politics. And you know, I think the key line in there is that teachers must embrace and encourage progressive values, and and that's where it gets problematic, and, and activism too. Um, and it's you know, somebody may love having progressive values in the school, but you know, any any parent should be really cautious about political activism in the school because. Uh, Today you might like today's politics in the school, but you may not like tomorrow's politics in the school. So, you know, no parent should really want their schools politicized like this. Would you have a problem if it said uh, promote progressive and conservative ideals? Or should this just be something that is not even broached when it comes to certifying teachers? Yeah, I, I don't think it should. I think what we want is creative thinking. We want kids to learn all sides of issues, right? And, and so they can think and they can they can debate and, and, you know, everybody will make their own determination about what they believe in. But, uh, you know, you have to have critical thinking. And, and when you say something like must em- embrace progressive values, well, that kind of eliminates the other side of thinking. And, uh, yeah, I, I don't care what side of the political spectrum you're on. You shouldn't want uh, you shouldn't want this becoming politicized like that. What you should want is teachers teaching math and English and creative thinking. So, 
This is something that, of course, uh, a lot of people are interested in seeing how it unfolds. The Illinois State Board of Education already approved this to move forward to the Joint Commission on Administrative Rules. This somewhat uh, obscure body of lawmakers, right? I think there's 12 lawmakers on it, six from the House, six from the Senate. And it is bipartisan, so it's got an even makeup of... uh, Actually, no, I don't think it does have an even makeup of Democrats and Republicans. Well, it, it is six and six, but what happens is, is that, that to for this not to pass, there has to be an objection. And for an objection, there has to be eight That's total right. against. That's right. Okay, so right. so so ultimately, uh, they will take up measures like this. And we talked about, you know, the, the requirement for businesses to post, you know, mask mandate signs and to follow capacity limits during COVID-19. That's temporary. This is not, right? This, this would be a, a rule that JCAR ultimately could let stand uh and 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 it would be policy moving forward until it's changed by the state board of education is that right that's that's correct and so you know the state board of education recommends these things if they if they make it into the rules and this is the way uh, these are the standards for schools and so it would stand for you know as long as it you know until it gets changed and so therefore you have um, you know you have things like, I you know I have four bullet points here we've already mentioned the the teachers will it says teachers will embrace and encourage progressive viewpoints and perspectives uh, they create a risk-taking space that promotes student activism. And, you know, I don't know about you, but I don't want my fourth grader being an activist yet. You know, they're, they're too young, so they, they should be learning, again, math and English. Uh, it ensures teachers and students co-create content to include a counter-narrative to the dominant culture. So these are all very dangerous things because they're very political. They're very vague, again. And, uh, you know, imagine if you're a teacher who doesn't believe in those things or, or doesn't even understand what the heck they say, right? They're very vague. So um, it creates a real problem for, for teachers because, uh, you know, it may self-select a lot of good teachers out of, of education. And you'd mentioned that this is something that, of course, hits a lot of families who are in the public school system. Uh, and you think that some families may be completely turned off by this and the direction that they feel that it could be taking the state and they may hightail it out of here. Well, you know, there's, there's a lot of reasons to leave the state, right? Uh, you know, you've got the, the taxes, you've got the, the massive pension problem, you've got the corruption, you've got lack of jobs, and, you know, other states are, are just, you know, doing great in terms of growth and attracting people. We're doing the opposite. So, you know, why, why make our public schools even more, you know, more politicized and less strong? Look, nearly two-thirds of all Illinois kids don't meet standards in English or math. That's what we need to focus on. And, you know, this, again moves the, 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 the schools in the wrong direction. Yeah, I'm not sure how um, encouraging activism uh, or promoting progressive values helps increase the uh, ability for students to do simple math tests and yeah, uh, have and, reading you know, comprehension. And, 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 and Greg, it has in there, like, you know, it, it broadens the student assessments to include social justice work. And, you know, those, those are, those are <laughs> very vague things that, you know, suddenly our kids' grades will be based on social justice work. Um, it's it's really dangerous. Well, and, and it's tinged with politics. I mean, you can't not say that it's 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 not tinged with politics. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see how this moves forward with JCAR if they debate it. Of course, they will be meeting in just a couple of weeks here in Springfield, and we'll be there to cover it. So, uh, maybe just, we'll... just uh, Greg, if I can make one more point, you know, there's also constitutionality issues because it could compel teachers to go against their own political views uh, and make them make them say things that they don't want to say, and that's a uh, in order to get a certification challenged. from the state. In order to get a certification from the state. Correct. 
Yeah. Uh, Ted Dabrowski, WirePoint's president here on the WMAY Morning News Feed. Uh, Ted, uh, something else, too, you guys track a lot of uh, with the state's finances, and you've been looking at these numbers for, for years. Uh, gosh, I don't even know how, more than a decade, if not longer. Uh, so Illinois has got a huge budget problem. A quarter of every state tax dollar is going to pay for public sector pensions. Uh, you've been calling for uh, some kind of pension reform uh, to, to lower the liability that taxpayers are on the hook for because it squeezes out uh, resources for other for other things uh we do see uh some lawmakers not opting to take part in the general assembly retirement system but there's still some that are uh tell us about the 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 gars uh and is that just uh one indication of the the state's problems with its public sector pensions yeah i mean, I, I think that the legislative pensions could be the the actual poster child of what a mess this state is because um, you know, it's one of the worst funded pension plans in the country. It only has about, you know, 16% of the, the money it should have in it. So it's literally broke. And, and to make it function and to make sure that there's enough payments, uh, it basically gets a big bailout from the state every single year. It gets a massive amounts in relative terms, right? There's not that many legislators, so it's a small fund, but it basically gets a bailout every year. And, um, you know, if, if there's one way to start pension reform, it should be with their plans. We should move them to 401k style plans immediately. Um, you know, it's it's a part time job in Illinois, and, and we know they're canceling session again. They they har- have hardly been in session, uh, but you know they they're not able to run their own pension plan, much less the retirements of of all these people that, uh, that they're counting on retirement. And we see where Illinois is headed. Uh, pension checks may bounce in the future, and. And these uh, legislators have, have just dramatically failed to, to manage it. Ted Dabrowski, WirePoint's president, greatly appreciate you taking time with us this morning. And we'll connect again in the near future to talk about uh, the education standards and the licensing and where that transpires. And also um, more information about the city's or the state's budget, because we got that budget address coming up soon. I don't know uh, when it's going to happen, uh, but uh, that's definitely going to be uh, an area where uh, we'll tap into your expertise. Thank you.